0: So, uh, good to be here again. This is two weeks, one day, into my journey. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the end of the Psalms. I think I said at the very first, when we opened this series, that if I was only left with one book of the Bible, it would have to be the Psalms. That's because I do know the stories, and I can retell the stories but the Psalms take me on the journey from where I am at to where God wants me to be. And that's really important because I've I've got two circles here because I can't jump all around the stage, so I had to think of different ways to do it. Uh, So I remember the very first time I said, it's like there is this reality of God that we know. We know stuff about our God. True? Yeah. You, you just yell out some things you know about God. Come on, yell them out real out. I don't need to hear them. You need to say them. Kind. Thank you. I heard kind. Come on, tell the person next to you if you can't think of any th- things you know about God. Oh. Forgive us, Pastor Steve. We don't know very much about God. We should, be here to be, we should be able to go here for about 5, 10, 15 minutes, even an hour. Okay. Now it becomes a little bit more difficult if I know that stuff about God, the reality of God, who God is, and what I've experienced about that God. So, yeah, I know God is kind because I've come to Undone and I'm told. And I sing songs about it. But have I experienced the kindness of God? Yes, I remember. And so my reality is very different from God's reality. Is that right? So sometimes it just is like tonight when I'm out in the mosh pit dancing away, singing, and look, there's just nothing greater than praising God. And I looked at some of your faces and I'm sitting there thinking, this is this is great, you're really into this, you're enjoying it, it's love and it's like this, but tomorrow morning it might be like this some of you might be feeling, I was at that camp superheroes camp, and then I came to Undone and I am tired, and all I want to do is stay in bed, and my reality and what I know about God just don't seem to come together So even if I get up for 20 minutes in the chair, I might fall asleep, or I might read, but it may not touch my heart. And so there is this what I call the bridge between who I know God to be and how I am with that God. Now, I call that the bridge. I've run out of hands, so I can't do this. But it's like there's a backwards and forwards. God, this is how I feel today. This is who I am. This is where I am. Last week, we talked about being able to say, why? I feel jealous. I feel envious. I feel sad. I feel as though I've abandoned. I feel like no one loves me. And I look at you and you say, God is love. Okay, God? I want to believe that. Help me believe that. I don't feel it. I want to believe it. And I'll start this journey of praise, the journey of prayer, the journey of singing the songs of Psalms. I just wanted to remind you of that because to me that's what the Psalms are. It takes me from where I am to where God and I can enjoy each other. And it reminds me of a verse that Peter wrote in 2 Peter, 1 Peter, sorry, chapter 2 and verse 10. Listen, listen to this. But you are a chosen people. Those who belong to God, you're chosen. You're a royal priesthood. Wow, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of God. So why are we created? What does God want from us? He just wants us to enjoy him, to praise him, to worship him. How hard is that? Well, I just want you to know it's very hard sometimes. Really, it is. But when I'm together with someone else, or when I'm undone and the singing's happening and stuff like that, it seems easier. And so that's the journey we go on. Pray, we were made, we were created to praise God. What I've discovered about praise is that it does something not only for us, but in us, and those around us. God doesn't need it. Okay? We need it. God wants us to worship, to praise him, because that's how we get to know his reality in our life. Okay? Praise him. So that's a little bit of what we're going to do tonight, but I thought I'd tell you a story, because praise is good for our well-being. Praise is good for our mental health. Praise is very good for our perspectives on life. Remember last week I had the square. And when you only see a square, you just see a one-dimensional kind of stuff and you don't really know what's going on and it makes you ask questions. Then you can see a bit of the side, but living in the full dimensions of God, we discover a spiritual dimension, a dimension we don't know about. And it makes us live the mystery, live the reality, live the beauty of God in its fullness, and it makes me wonder and be it awe, not just about God and me, but about you and you. So it helps me look and I say, this is what I see, but what's happening? What's happening on the inside? Where's God? What's your story? And so that helps us to understand. So praise gives us more perspective. It gives us the ability to trust that there's more going on than we understand. Great, isn't it? The other thing about praise and worship, it always makes me other-focused. It takes the focus off me. Okay? Unless I'm doing what Danielle was doing and jumping up and down and then run out of breath and then I think, oh, goodness me. But... It does. It reminds me that I'm in this together with others. I'm praising God, and it takes the focus off me, which is a very healthy thing at times. But I want to tell you a story tonight in the Bible, another role of praise. Praise and worship is good for spiritual warfare. I'm going to give you an Old Testament story. It goes back after King David... After Solomon, and then the nation split, you may remember some of this, the nation split in half, there's two kingdoms, there's the southern kingdom down here, and there's a northern kingdom here, so they went their own way, they served their own gods, but there grew grew up a man whose father was an evil king, his father was Asa, not, not really a great king, but his name is Jehoshaphat, I don't know if you can say that name, Jehoshaphat, please don't call your child that name. Okay, so Jehoshaphat, just before I get to that, just a little bit of background about Jehoshaphat. He was a son of Asa. He won God's approval, and he set up reforms. He even sent around teachers teaching the law of God, and I'm sure they knew some of the Psalms. He probably taught them those. Previously, though, he did a bit of something, a little bit unwisely. He aligned with a king to go into battle, and God sent a prophet to rebuke him. But you know what I liked about Jehoshaphat? He didn't sit home and sulk because he was rebuked. He determined more to follow God. And uh, this is what happened. A rumour. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Muonites, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Don't call your kid Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazon Tama, Tama, the Tama Rua, that is, and Gedi. So the room is there, the fear is there, and what on earth can Jehoshaphat do? Now, these little nations, they weren't lots and millions of people in that, these little nations were at the mercy of people coming and uh, destroying them and taking them on and off. So I think we've got another verse. He was alarmed. Now, anyone would be alarmed with that. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Don't you love that? Resolved. So he's fearful, alarmed, resolved to inquire of the Lord, proclaimed a fast. That means he asked the people to go without food or drink or do something together. From all of Judea, the southern part of this little nation, the people of Judah came together. Don't you love that? Came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. I love that. He sends the call out. I'm alarmed. I want to know what God is saying. Let's fast. And the people didn't stay home. They just gathered together and they came. And what I'm not going to read the full story because it's quite long. But what I want to say is this. They came together, the king, the king stood up and he prayed a very public prayer. And I love his prayer. First of all, he did what I'm asking you to do. Over and over, he declared who God was. He made a declaration. You are the God of our ancestors. Then he recited the God story so that it would be good for him and the people to hear. It's reminding him of the greatness of God. Read this prayer sometime. It says, you did this. You chose us. We are your people. And we need you. Right at the end of prayer, he confesses. He says, we need you. I don't know what to do. That's what a king said in front of all his people. Isn't that wonderful? And there were prophets over there they didn't really have a Bible on an app that they could look up and get a verse from God. The prophets were there, men and women of God who heard from God, who gave the word of God to the people. And the prophets spoke words of encouragement. They said, God is with you. God is for you. Don't be afraid. The battle belongs to the Lord. And it says all the people fell down and worshipped. And then the prophets said, the worship team has to be the first ones that go into battle. How about that worship team? That is a role of worship. It's not the first time in history, in the Old Testament history, that happened. The first people to go into battle were the worship team. Are you prepared for that worship team? Are you? You see, we need you to be right with God. We need you to know our God and to lead us into the daily battles that we go into, the praise. You see, I'm not musical. Some of you feel very sorry for me over that and can't understand it. But you know, I sat there tonight and uh, my soul is uplifted with your singing and your music and it's so loud, it doesn't matter if I make a noise (laughs) because I need you. And the worship team, our praises, lead us into life. And that's what I find about worship. We're created for worship. Remember I said it's good for our mental health. It's very good for our perspective about seeing where God is, taking our eyes off ourselves onto God, but it's also helpful, a great tool for doing life in the nitty-gritty of every day. Start with worship. Sing a song. Have some songs there. Well, let's just, uh, I think we've got some, we might just skip those words, the rest of that Chronicles reading because I told the story. But I want us to read Psalm 150, because what on earth has it got to do with that? So I'm going to get you to stand up, because it's the word of God, and you are going to read it. Do you want some drums with it? Come on. A drummer? Any drummer. Come on. Come on. So you're going to speak it and read it. And... uh, We're going to have some drums that come in and out, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Praise Praise the Lord. Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord. Sanctuary. Praise Praise him. Praise him. him Passing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. him with the clash of symbols. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Right, have a seat. So when life is a bit miserable, do that. Okay? Stand up, clap your hands, get some tins, whatever, or get mark. Have some symbols. So There's so many times the word praise the Lord. That is actually the Hebrew word hallelujah. just means praise the Lord. And the last five psalms in the book of Psalms are called the hallelujah psalms. And it's good sometimes to read the five of them together. Because it seems as though it starts from creation and goes right through the story. You can read the story of Jesus in there, how he heals the brokenhearted, how he heals. You read about the creator knowing the names of the stars. And the wonderful thing about it is is that the little one in 149 which just had a little bit about praise being like a weapon in spiritual warfare, praise. The Lord, Hallelujah. Well, here's our first little verse. I better find that. It says here, praise Him where, where in His sanctuary, where sanctuary. Yes, a sanctuary is anywhere where God is. Okay, we think it has to be a special building, and sometimes special buildings are special places, especially if there's good memories with them. But where the people of God are, there is god so we praise him there and we praise him in the wide open spaces in the heavens out in creation because he's there too there's nowhere where god isn't so anywhere we can praise him the hardest thing sometimes is to praise him when you're alone but try it but do it often with others praise him praise him in his mighty heavens Under the clouds, under the sky, in all of creation, where? That's where. And then we go about, well, why do we praise him? Why do we praise him? What do we praise him for? And it says here, for his acts of power, for his surpassing greatness. Praise him, praise him. Well, you think, acts of power, do I really see that? Well, you see the salvation of God in the lives of others. We hear hope stories. We hear about people who've gone to uh, superheroes camp. We hear the story about the parade yesterday in Launceston. We hear all the time about the spirit of God at work in our city, in our world. And we should just stop then and say, thank you, Lord. Praise you that today the nativity scene went throughout the streets of Launceston. Thank you that some of those young kids at superhero camp so it's the stories of God at work in you and that's why we need to hear your stories that's why we get excited and sometimes it's such a tiny story but it was a God story okay, it was a God story it was great and uh, so we praise him for his surpassing greatness all the stuff that he's done in you, through you, the kind acts the generosity but we praise him most of all because of who he is he's God And I'm not. And you're not. And sometimes it's jolly good just to say that. God, I am so grateful that you're God and no one else is. He's God. Sometimes it's just good to start there, isn't it? He's God. He's good. He's kind. He's pure. He's holy. He's lovely. And he loves me. Great. So we praise him. His story. His story in you. His story in me. His story. In us, His story in the world. We praise him. So this is how we praise him. Now, there's lots of instruments that are named, and each time there's a translation of the scriptures, different instruments are named. And you might think, well, why is that so? Well, because over history we changed instruments a lot. Others have changed, and some are obsolete or they've been improved. But different instruments are used for different things. Sometimes, some instruments are used to soothe us. David used to play a harp to soothe King Saul. So it's in the times when you need soothing, praise God. Sometimes instruments are used at funerals. Sometimes it was the flute or it was the pipe. Used for funerals and for dancing. So in the times of sadness, in the times of dancing, in the times of accomplishment and joy and celebrations. So sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's together, and sometimes it's just one loud noise. Stomping, clapping, shouting. Praise God. How? That's how we do it. You like that? So the instrument's there to remind us of the variety. Put them all together, and there's room for us all from whatever kind of... What's going on inside us, we can praise God. Whenever, however, we can do it. And who? Well, everything has breath. Everything has breath. Do you actually believe the trees clap their hands and praise God? Do you believe that? It says so in Scripture. Have you ever heard the birds with a raucous chorus every morning thanking God for another new day? you listen? As you know, I've got this problem at the moment. And uh, instead of 20 minutes in the chair, I spend a fair bit of time in the chair. (laughs) And in the mornings, I've been sitting in my room, and I can't see much, but I can see a line of trees, and there's a new tree. And it's been pretty windy this week, and those leaves hang on, and the wind tries to you know, take them all places. And sometimes those trees are dancing for God. Sometimes they're clapping their hands and sometimes they're just waving, hello Sandy. But the thing is as I see God in everything so I can rejoice with Him. So I can see Him clapping His hands. I can hear the birds. I can see the trees. I can see everything that is breath. Praising God. You praise God. Maybe you don't know God. Do you know a good place to start to get to know him is just to say thank you. Thank you that you're God. I don't know much about you, God. But I've heard. And I must know and I must say there must be more to life than what's on this earth. I've heard a story or two. I've seen some stuff which I try to brush off just want to say, if there's a God, I want to say thank you, and start to be God in my life. Maybe you've forgotten how to thank God, how to praise Him, how to worship Him. Gather around with some friends. Get the Psalms. Start, if if you like, with the last five. They're all about praise. They're all about worship. A verse. You don't have to have much. You can just go with everything that is bright. God. You can just go with your first Hebrew lesson. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I invite you to live for the purpose God created you. To live for the praise of his glory. you want to talk to anyone at the end of the service, you come and have a chat you want to grow in worship if you want to grow in praise come and get some of your friends some of the people out here just to pray with you to encourage you to help you if you don't know this god and want to come and talk to someone but meanwhile you're going to write two lines of the psalm that we're doing together the last two lines are something where you can say praise god for and you finish it off, or I worship God for, or I thank God for. Take a minute just to do that. Thank you very much.